0: Hello and welcome to another installment of Chocolate Chat. I am Chocolate Yoda, spelled Y-O-D-D-A-H, because film studios are litigious. And with me once again, the woman who has been a guest more often than any other guest I've had, Karen. Say hello, Karen.
1: Hello, Karen. (laughs) Hi, everyone.
0: (laughs) Hello, Karen. Right, the old joke. So... um. It has been uh, almost two and a half years since you and I have done a one-on-one podcast, although we have done several. And um, that podcast that we did two and a half years ago is still my most viewed full-length episode.
1: Wow. Wow. What can I say? We just rock and roll.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we do. And uh, uh, it was one of those things where I I was going through my stuff, because I go through my stuff for clips, and I go through for quality control and to learn as much as I can about how to make things better. And uh, when I saw our episode, I was like, how long ago was this? Because ever since COVID, I've lost all track of time. So it could have been a week, it could have been five years. I I really didn't know, I'm with you. So, so I I looked at it and I was like, wow, two and a half years, and so I want to do it again. But it wasn't just the amount of time that has gone by; um, it's that I've been noticing your current uh, <laughs> Facebook posts, and you know, you're you're a person that I've always been attracted to. Uh, your energy because you put out so much love and and good vibes uh, into Facebook, but now it's like, it's on steroids. You're really pumping some good stuff, uh, onto Facebook lately. Uh, so I, you know, I wanted to just catch up with you and see what, what's going on. What, what's put so much pep in your step and, you know, we'll, we'll get into that and anything else that, uh, we can think of talking about.
1: So, um, well, you know, what's put pep in my step. Lots of things put pep in my step, but I uh, started seeing somebody quietly five months ago and it's been organically absolutely sensational. And it's one of the best relationships, if not the best relationship to date that I've ever had. And I appreciate its early days. However, there's I'm going, to, I'm going to use the old line saying, when you get to my age, you know what you're looking for, what resonates with you, you know how compatible you are with somebody, the commonalities that you have. And, I mean, that doesn't sound sexy. However, it's a very important part from my view, anyway, my belief. It's a very important, may not be everybody's, but from my side, that's a very important part. You know, commonality, communication, clearly passion, all of that. Emotional intelligence is very important to me, as you well know.
0: Sure. Um, and, and that makes sense. So what what makes this, uh, th- this different than what you've experienced before? I
1: knew you were going to ask me that. Um, in a nutshell, he has more qualities, more commonalities and is more congruent in alignment with me than anybody else that I've met before. I've met, I've met amazing people before who I've had quite a few things in common with and we've built an incredible bond and created memories and et cetera, et cetera. However, from the onset, we were so congruent in how we viewed things, the things we enjoyed doing, all the same likes. So that played a huge part in that very macrobiotic dynamic yeah, from the beginning. So for me, uh, it's quite unique and, and I'm embracing it. The biggest thing for me is again it's it's because of my own life experience and it's because you know i'm 59 nudging 60 and i'm looking at it and rather than being actually it's almost like you could take the 16 year old me and the almost 60 year old me and they've taken the same attitude of leap of faith lean in you know, I'm not feeling tainted by anything, any person who's walked before, none of that. I'm, I'm just going, let's just do this. Let's enjoy everything that's smashing into us. Like, let's not shy away from it at all. Just lean in. And fortunately for me, and clearly one of the reasons why I'm with him, is that he's chosen to have exactly the same attitude. So the love, the love is pouring out there, and I am. We are going to savor every moment of that.
0: Yeah, yeah, that that comes across uh, very, very clearly. Um, you you two have a very similar look on your face, and and it's and it's. I think it's a it's a sort of what you described. It's sort of a matching energy. Just from you know the outside looking in, that's what it that's what it looks like, and I think one of the things, uh, well, you said a few things that were very important. I think the thing that I keyed in on is sort of this idea of not letting your past interfere with your present. You know, I think a lot of adults do that. Um, it the the past uh, becomes an albatross around an adult's neck because of whatever thing that they went through before. And it's the twice, uh, I'm sorry, once bitten, twice shy thing. You know, people, people tend to walk around with their wounds on full display without ever realizing it. Not, not even, not knowing they're wounded, not knowing, not knowing that they're carrying those wounds uh, into a new situation. And, it reminds me of something that I've uh, that I've said to women um, that I've dated. Whenever they get sucked into some past thing, I I tell them I'm not responsible for who hurt you before. Mm. You know, it, it stinks. I'm sorry that you got hurt, but it wasn't me. Exactly. You know, and it, it's funny to me that. When, let's say, uh, this is maybe too male of an example, but it's something that springs to my mind. Like, let's say I get into a fist fight with a dude, right? And I punch him in the face, he punches me in the face. Well, after that fight's over, I don't walk around and just start punching the next guy that I see, you know, I'll, just because I'm mad at the guy that punched me in the face yesterday.
1: That is, that is a very masculine example.
0: Yeah, it's but it's very often that kind of mentality where it's like, well, you've been hurt in the past, you experienced whatever you experienced, and you have every right to be hurt, you have every right to be sad, but if I'm not the one that did that to you, why do I deserve that energy from you, you know? And I think it robs people of the opportunity to be in a new situation because they keep dragging the old situations in with them.
1: Exactly. And you and I both know that relationships are the perfect playground for mirroring, percolating, little things bubble up, even the stuff that you've looked at and you you might be thinking while well, you're single, I've nailed that, I've, I've healed, I've addressed it, I'm good. And then you get into a relationship and there's just a little residue that starts to percolate. Well, a little residue for me, it could be something bigger for somebody else. So what's been really interesting and has added to enormous growth for myself and between us is that there have been some minute little things that have percolated up, little triggers that I have addressed in the past. And majority of that trigger has been addressed, but there are a couple of things that he said or the way he said them. And I found myself do a hang on a second the difference is that we're able to sit there with that emotional intelligence and growth and age and experience and have the conversation around it and we usually have it straight away and it's cleared and one of the things i say which you know i said earlier and you've definitely touched on is that i recognize it's the people before you that have created the trigger. It was just the way in which you said something or did something that reminded me of that. It's actually not on him. So there's only one time that I hit like a fairly major trigger and I had to take time to ingest my thoughts. And I also, which I explained to him later, I didn't want to have that conversation with him then and there because I was still feeling somewhat reactionary and it wouldn't have been fair to him. So I said to him, you know, this is how I'm feeling. I explained it all and then said, I will talk to you in the morning, 100%. Now, what was interesting was he reacted to that because in the past partners who've said that they will discuss it later, don't or didn't. They would just brush it over, get up the next day, everything's fabulous, let's just forget about it and get on with the day. Um, so it was a really big learning curve for both of us, but what an incredibly positive learning curve. We learned something major about each other and now we know if it comes up again, if something happens again, large or small, we know that what the other person says is exactly what they will do.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, and you. There's a couple of things that I thought about while you were talking. Um, the I'll I'll take them out of order. Um, the last thing you said to me sounds like you have a compatibility in the area of conflict resolution. Oh yes. And this is so critically important. You know, I I've talked about the the three pillars of a relationship that that make up the foundation of all relationships you're in uh, that are romantically uh, inclined um, social compatibility, sexual compatibility, and conflict resolution compatibility. I believe without any one of those, or without one of those, w- without all three of those at the same time, and if any one of them is missing, you you've you're not meant for each other. And I have had. So many situations where socially we're compatible because I tend to date within my age age range. And I do that out of convenience so that when I say, hey, remember this film that they probably remember the same film, you know, (laughs) and uh, and then I've had, you know, compatibility sexually, which is great. And then when it comes to conflict resolution, I'm a talker. And if you're a drama queen screamer, it ain't going to work. Because yeah. I'm not going to go through that. I'm not. I'm not going to endure that, right? And it, and it doesn't make them wrong and me right. It's just we handle this differently. Yeah. Go find yourself a screamer, and you'll be fine. I, I'm just not that guy, you know. And uh, the other thing that occurred to me uh, while you were talking um, is this tool that I learned in 1988. I first started personal development in 87, and in 88, I, I found this group of people that were as dedicated to it as I was, and we've, we we got together every single week for five years to support ourselves uh, in in the uh, endeavor of improving uh, our lives. And the thing that I learned immediately uh, when I got into that group was this question that I still ask myself to this very day. Whenever something comes into my head, my question is, what else is possible? You know, because there's always another possibility. And especially if you have something negative come into your head, Mm. you know, and especially if the negative thing that comes into your head has to do with another person. You know, like, oh, how dare they say this to me? You can go, well, what else is possible? You know, it's possible that you took it wrong. Mm-hmm. It's possible that they didn't mean what, what you think they meant. You know, it's possible you're overreacting, etc., 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 down the line. And that one question uh, helped change my life completely. You know, and and the fact that you could have something come into your head and you had the wherewithal to say, I'm not going to address this now, I'm going to wait until I've thought it through, I've processed it to the best of my ability, and then I will respond to it. That's a sign of, like you said, emotional intelligence, also maturity, and I would dare say wisdom.
1: Thank you. And what a great question. What else is possible? I love that. I've, we've touched on this before when we, we were talking about male and female dynamics and I often see people, and in fairness, it's usually women more than men, but the ratio is still reasonably close. Someone will say something, a partner will say something, or it happens even with friends but a part, or family, a partner will say something and it's immediately taken personally because they're looking at it through their own filter and their own experience. We know all about that. I would often say what if it's, What if the reason that Susie Q couldn't actually come to whatever had nothing to do with you? What if it's actually, you know, she truly isn't well, she's actually exhausted, um, she needed to do A, B, C, whatever it is, or it was something that she didn't want to say to you because she didn't want to offend you, so she said something else. It's not always on you, like why doesn't she want to, as an example, why doesn't she or he want to come? Uh, Is it because, and it gets drawn back to the individual, is it because of something I did or what did I say? Do they not like me? you know, da-da-da-da-da, this self, um, it's not an analysis because people are just stripping at themselves. It's like they're clawing away at stuff. So I find it fascinating that it always goes back to the individual rather than saying pretty much what you've summed up, what else is possible? Is there another reason? Is there another way to look at this? Is there another way to do this? It's not all about me.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, 100%.
1: Um, And, yeah, it's it's not always all about us. I've had people, you know, forward pace, turn themselves inside out, and I've watched this process to then find out that something major had transpired in someone's life, like the relationship had broken up or someone's partner ended up in hospital. They just didn't have time to give all the information. So they just said, look, I'm really sorry I can't do that right now. And, you know, so the other person's two days of forward pacing and getting twisted like a pretzel was for zero, nothing at all. It was all whatever they'd conjured up around themselves.
0: 100%.
1: And just to um, touch on something you were talking about earlier was that my partner and I early on talked about, you know, exactly what we wanted in a relationship, our values, you know, this, that, and the other. And we also touched on the fact that harmony, communication and harmony within the relationship, along with a lot of other wonderful things, was paramount to us. Both of us wanted harmony. So from the onset, we knew that neither one of us was going to address anything in a dramatic way over-the-top kind of way. It had to be, let's discuss this. You know, that was evident from the beginning. Let's be clear about this. Let's talk to each other.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that's so important. Um, before we started uh, recording, I had uh, gleefully uh, pointed out the fact that I've been single for almost a year. (laughs) And the reason that I'm happy about that Is because it's because of the one thing that I've never gotten when I was in a relationship, and and I want to just say for the record, I have no regrets about anyone that I've ever dated. Um, Every woman that's been in my life has contributed something, Um, some more than others, but always something, and. The one thing that has ended, just about every relationship that I was in was that I could not find a woman who wanted to be peaceful. You know, so when you talk about harmony, that resonates with me—no pun intended—but uh, it truly does resonate with me because that's the that's the thing that I've never been able to get. Like I I value peace at such a high level and and i don't expect anyone to be exactly like me but again that's part of the compatibility like when we talk when i talk about social compatibility that's part of it is that part part of my vibe is being peaceful and i would love it uh, although i'm not, i'm i might be close to calling it quits on trying to date women but i, I don't know yet we'll see it's starting to feel that way but if I ever do date uh, another woman, uh, that's the thing that I want most. Uh, you, you know, companionship is great, sex is nice, da 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 but I just want a woman who can be peaceful. No chaos, no drama, uh, no histrionics, just, you know, if, if you don't like something I say or do, just tell me, I didn't like that, I didn't like what you said, I didn't like what you did you know, just let's just talk it out. Let's just figure it out. And, and not, you know, these flying into these wild rages over virtually nothing like, you know, that, that, you know, it sounds spectacular. I've just never been able to get that.
1: Well, recently, we spent, um, we spent a week together. And I mean, obviously, it wasn't the first time we'd spent, we'd, we'd spent a block week together. And, the things that I value the most, and I know that he values them too, was the simplistic stuff of just being in the kitchen, doing things together, even, even negotiating walking around the kitchen. There was a synchronicity to everything. Like we didn't get in each other's way. It was like we just had the my energy, understood where his energy was going, da-da-da-da-da. And besides all the wonderful things that we did, the week was – intensely harmonious you know like that's just and that is really important to me too and it's really important to him so there were little things that came up naturally and that's cool I'm actually really happy about that that they're coming up at the early stages and they can be addressed immediately and that's the thing too that I love that we do address them immediately as you were saying and he's An advocate, just like you are, and he will say, if I do something, or if I say something, and it either triggers you or you don't like it, or da-da-da-da, just chat to me and we'll talk about it straight away, and vice versa. So I remember the first couple of times that I did that with him, because it's always you know, you still you're hearing what someone's saying, but let's look at their actions. And His action was amazing. I remember having this conversation and he sat there and he listened. He actually really heard. He was like, okay, I can see that. He took it as feedback. It wasn't anything dramatic and over the top. He appreciated it. He acknowledged where he could see where the part that he played. He acknowledged where... I probably needed to look at a couple of things. We talked about that. They weren't big things, but we talked about that. We ironed it out. Half an hour later or less than, we smiles on our dials, we were moving forward. To me, that's amazing. That's priceless.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the fact of the matter, um, well, I won't say it's a fact. I'll say it's my strong opinion that, if you don't handle the small things, there's no way you're gonna handle the big things, right? So I think it's very important. Like I I believe that just like an individual raindrop is not gonna do any harm, but you collect enough of them and you can wipe out a whole city, right? So it's the same with emotional intelligence. Like you if if you like I know people sometimes think that the the road to being peaceful is not saying what's on their mind. And I disagree with that because I think that that is the road to resentment. You know, so I I will express everything. I won't necessarily do it in real time every time, but I would say most of the time, if something bothers me, I'm willing to do the simple thing and say, hey, that bothered me. And most of the time I know why, but if I don't know why, I'll figure that out and just be like, here, th- this is what bothered me. And this is why. And it doesn't matter that it might seem like a small thing or feel like a small thing. I'm going to address it because I don't want that festering. I don't want these, these little tiny things to group together and eventually create the tsunami that, that wipes out the, the relationship. And. You know, I know um, men and women are socialized differently and, you know, it's easier for guys to speak up most of the time, but I, I truly try to encourage every, every woman that I'm with to just be as open as they can possibly be and just share with me. And, I, and I, I do my best to react like your partner does, which is if I'm asking you to speak to me, then when you speak to me, I need to receive that well. Yes. You know, because it makes no sense to say, please talk to me. And then when you do, I'm like, what the, fuck? you know, <laughs> that, that would be crazy. Right. So, you know, and, and here, and here's something very interesting to me. Um, So many women on their dating profiles like to comment that they're easygoing. Right? I've seen that word more than any other word uh, besides like independent, which I don't, Think people really know what that word means, but you know, okay, the you know I'm easygoing, and it's like, yeah, you're probably not though, <laughs> you know. So I wonder, cause I I've coached a lot of men, you've coached a lot of women, and I know for me, the peaceful thing is very important to guys. I am wondering, like, and and maybe you see this differently than I do, but it it just seems that it's difficult for some women to be peaceful. Have you encountered that? And if so, what, what does that look like for you?
1: Well, I don't want to make an umbrella statement because that's not fair to women. Um...
0: Hi, folks. If you are enjoying this video, subscribe. Subscribe to the channel, right? That helps us out. Helps the algorithm. You know, all that good stuff. Like, comment, and of course, share with a friend. It's not that hard. Subscribe, like, Comment, share. All right, back to the video.
1: Yes, I've known some women who find it difficult to be peaceful. They're usually products of their environment. So, usually their mother, their grandmother, their sister, there's an element of, I see it as an addiction. Their addiction is drama, or their addiction is control. Um, Whatever word, however you want to put it, or their habit, their habit is drama. That's just what they've learnt. Uh, So they don't know how to be another way. They haven't been fortunate enough to be in an environment where they've witnessed two people, same-sex, opposite-sex, intelligently, calmly, lovingly, respectfully, iron out a hiccup or even a larger problem. They just see the attack of the walrus all the time (laughs) so um yes i do see that some women fall into that category and some of those women i've coached so i can't say no but uh, i also know a lot of women who are keen for harmony in their personal relationships and it's interesting that if they're not, if they've been with someone for a long time and they're still striving for harmony, I often see that they're with someone who's not in a harmonious energy. So it's like they're always pushing bricks uphill. You know, That's it's an opposites attract moment, but not in a healthy way. So I think it goes both ways, to be honest, you know, FJ, I just sorry, chocolate yoda. I think it goes both ways. i I just think it's more evident in women because generally, wear hands, different vo- you know higher voice tones, and all the rest of it. Um, clearly, you've had a lot of experience with that. I've had experience via clients, but not so much with personal girlfriends. When you were talking about, encouraging your previous partners to speak up, give feedback. The one thing I do notice as a woman, and again, I'm not speaking for all women, but I am speaking for a large majority, just going on experience. So in the case of my partner, in the beginning when we he would address something or talk about something, he would be incredibly direct, like blunt, boom, boom. Now, that's also part of the role that he sits in and he's used to delegating short and sweet. I get it. It's a very masculine energy. Boom, 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 boom. So he would address our stuff the same way. One of the first things I would say was, hey, can we just take that down a few notches because this is our personal relationship? Can we just say it in a different tone? So for me and other women, I know that when things are addressed, it's the tone that is paramount. And again, he got that straight away and said, Yep, yeah, sorry, I'm so accustomed to just time management and so short and sweet, I just get it out. He got it immediately. And he, the way he addressed things with me, he changed the tone it was still direct which i'm fine with but it was much softer that meant for me fj that i could hear it when it was really direct and it was it was like giving an order it was like being you know here are the here are the orders here's what i need done here's you know what we're looking at and it was a lot harder for me to sit back in a neutral position and actually really hear him and once I explained that to him, he was great.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I've never gotten that feedback because I generally don't communicate in the way that you described how he was communicating. Mm. Uh, when when I speak to women, um, I I tend to always remember that men and women communicate differently in general, and I do my best to accommodate that. Mm. Um, and You know, the way people hold me in their esteem, uh, they sometimes have a hard time believing that I'm that way. Uh, But, you know, one of the things that came out of uh, the podcast that we did with with my ex-wife Janine was that I'm a very romantic man, and yet no one would think of me that way. Um, Because the way I act in any other context is different than the way I act in the context of a relationship. Mm. You know, yes, I, you know, I'm a good communicator. I speak my mind. I am direct, um, but I'm not brash about it Mm. because I know that if I call up my best friend, I know that I can be very direct and short with him because we're two guys and we're very much alike in many important ways. I know I'm not going to be that way with a woman any woman that I know and especially the woman that I'm romantically involved with I know that I have to soften that up so I can switch gears like that it's and it's funny I just reminded myself of something um when I was married to Janine she always knew when I was on the phone with a woman mm-hmm. because I sounded different yeah uh, and when I talk to a guy it's one way when I talk to a woman it's a completely other way she and she always knew and she was always right. Every time she said, "Oh, were you just on the phone with her?" I said, "Yeah." And she she would always get it. So yeah, that's yeah. that, and that's an important point. And 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 that's part that's a part of communication that I think is so critical. You know, advocating for yourself, which is you were being communicated to in a way that you didn't like, and it wasn't the substance of it; it was the style. But that's still important, right? So you said, "Hey, I don't essentially." You know, if I can fill in the thoughts in your head, which is, I don't mind what you're saying to me right now, or that you're saying something to me right now. I have an issue with the tone that you're using, so if you could just change that tone, we'd be okay. And that little thing is such an important thing. Again, it's a it's a tiny little detail, but it's something that people don't do. And rather than advocate for themselves, they just swallow it, build another resentment, and then a month later, something comes up, and then they're triggered, and you're talking about stuff that happened a month ago. Mm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So uh, good on you. That's 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 a brilliant way to handle that.
1: Oh, thanks, honey, and good on him. Like he's actually quite a healthy balance between male and female energy, and. I see him very much in his male energy when he's in his work environment. He's sitting probably more in a feminine energy when he's with me, but still very masculine. And I know that you get what I mean by that. And yeah, and as you were saying, like, same deal. He's actually incredibly romantic. And it wasn't something I wasn't thinking about it. I wasn't looking for it. It did surprise me initially how, mu- how romantic he was. Um, now I've got to say I'm lapping it up. But again, he's very much in his softer energy in those moments. And he does have this beautiful soft side. So now he presents that to me with great regularity. And I love it. I, lo- I love his strong masculine side. I equally love his softer side. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful combination.
0: What you just alluded to is something that I, I, I want more women to understand because you said that he's opening up to you more as time goes on, right? Because men and women start in two different places at the beginning of a relationship. We've covered this before, but I never get tired of talking about it. You know, um, men come from, the physical side of a relationship. Women tend to come from the emotional side of the relationship, but that's not where the, the majority of the relationship is going to progress to, you know, like, you know, I would, I would confidently say that men and women want the same things out of a relationship. We just approach those things from different perspectives. And women can sometimes um, rob themselves of the opportunity to see where the man is going to wind up with them because they're too quick to judge the first things that, that they see. And this is why it's important. Every man that I know has been hurt by a woman and Almost invariably, one of the most prominent ways that a woman will hurt a man is using very, very sensitive information that she knows about him because he was willing to share that with her. And I mean, this is so universal amongst men. So when we meet a new woman, we're not going to open up right away. We, we need to understand, like, you know, the idea of safety doesn't just apply to women. Mm. Women are usually more concerned with physical safety, understandably so, because, hey, folks, news alert, men and women are different, okay? And men gen- generally are stronger than women. So this is something that women have to walk around paying attention to. You know, they've got to share their rides with friends. They've got to let people know where they're going and who they're going with, because it's just, it's just sensible to do that. Okay. But with men, the thing that most people don't see is that we're guarding our emotional safety, right? Because women that we open up to have the, pos- the, the power to hurt us right? And we know this because they've done it in the past, right? We open up, then the woman doesn't like something that we do, and suddenly it's like, blah, you're just like your father, blah, 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 all this, shit, right? And so in the beginning, chances are we're not going to open up to you right away. But I would advise women to just try to create an environment where a guy becomes comfortable. And one of the ways you can do that is by being peaceful, if you're genuinely peaceful. And then the man will start to open up to you and show you his softer side. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just generic one-on-one type information. Women can do with that what they want. But what do you think about that?
1: Well, I was thinking of um, something that happened recently where he had shared something deeply personal to him clearly I'm not going to voice that or talk about it and we spent a couple of hours around that I felt incredibly touched and humbled that he would share something so deeply personal with me and I look at that and think you know we've been fantastic from the onset Five months in, it took him five months. So I'm listening to you thinking, well, to me, that's still not a great period of time. But five months in, he's sharing something that's, yeah, deeply important to him, deeply personal, deeply important. And I listened, I looked, I felt, I, I was so present for him in that moment. Because it was about him, but it was also that I realised it was such a, without it sounding corny, it was such a gift of trust that he was bestowing on me. I really, I really felt that. I really saw it. I really felt it. Um, Yeah. And clearly if there's any future disagreement about something, I would be so far removed from talking about any of that stuff. So I'm hearing exactly what you're saying, FJ, absolutely. Um, Yeah, and I I also want to add that I agree with you as far as the way men and women start their relationships. I do have to say that ours was unique and not unique because we're not the only people who have done it, but we were communicating for two months before... We physically met actually it might have been even a bit longer than that but we were actually communicating for a long period of time now make no mistake he was still very much a man and getting somewhat frustrated from a you know physical perspective it wasn't just i'm not just talking about sex i'm talking about being in proximity of each other what transpired and we've both spoken about this was because the relationship started differently we actually had amazing communication and shared so much that by the time we actually met, yes, of course, we were happy to be physically with each other on every level. But the depth of the relationship within two months had grown exponentially because of the level of communication and because the other factors had been stripped away.
0: I try to create that Um, actually I don't try. I actually do create that, um, with every new woman that I meet. Um, I, I tend to meet women online through dating apps and I have a process that I follow every time because it's important for me to follow that process because, um, I have no judgment about this, but the fact is I've never had a one night stand. Another thing that people generally don't believe about me, but I have never had a one night stand. Um, I don't think it's wrong to do it. It's just not something I'm interested in. And online, what I do is I first start off with writing. I, I, because part of my process for getting to know a woman is, are you intelligent enough to have a conversation with me? Um, you know, as, as much as men like to dispute this, the fact is, if you, if you strip down All of the interactions that you have with another person in a relationship, only 1% of that time is and that's not an arbitrary number that I'm throwing out. I actually did the analysis of it. Uh, When you you learn how often people have sex and the duration of their sex, it comes down to 1% of your time with the other person, which means 99% of the time you're doing other stuff with that person, whether it's like you said, just hanging out in the kitchen, talking, preparing food, uh, going to a film, going out to dinner, going to visit friends, family, etc., 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 sitting down and watching television, whatever it is, there's a lot of other time that you spend together, and so it's important to me that I meet someone that knows how to communicate uh, at least halfway decently. And then from there, I because I've had a lot of women want to meet me right away and who could blame them, look at me. <laughs> and and humble, humble as always. <laughs>
1: Good to see some things haven't changed.
0: Yeah. I, I never jump at that, though. I've never said yes to that. I move move from writing to being on the phone. And then we'll have several conversations before I decide that I want to meet this woman. Because again, I want to know that that part of it is something that works for me. And there have been several women that couldn't make it through the text stage, then several more women that couldn't make it through the phone stage. And then finally we meet by that point, I'm pretty confident that they will be able to have a conversation face-to-face. I've been surprised a couple of times, but most of the times I've been right that, that they can. And, you know, I, I will never deviate from that, no matter how attractive I think the, the woman is, no matter how eager I am to meet her. I'm going to keep that process because that part of it is so important to me. And I think it's spectacular that, that you had that beginning because whenever I've uh, met a woman that I've gone through that process with, there was a level of comfort and familiarity that we had because we've already had in-depth conversations and that only added to the experience of meeting that person. So I'm happy for you. I'm <laughs> glad that this is happening, you know, like you. this, uh, you know, you, uh, you know, like I said, I, like I started off saying, you know, you've, you've always put a lot of love and good energy into the world. And it's always great when that stuff uh, can come back to you.
1: Thank you. FJ. I'm really happy for me. I'm really happy for us. Yeah. We deserve each other in the best possible way. And if, and if being together, being united means, means that we can share the love into the world even more so, what a win-win beautiful thing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Good stuff. Well, as always, I'm, I'm uh, delighted that we had a chance to chat with each other. Why don't you let people know where they can find you online?
1: Uh, you can find me on socials. You can find me under Karen Lyons on Facebook. You can find me under Karen.m. on Instagram. And yep, send me a personal message, coaching, hypnotherapy, come and have a chat. Let's uh, make the world a beautiful place. Let's build self confidence, self trust, self love, all of the good, juicy stuff. Heal trauma, all of it.
0: Oh, yeah. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Um, and I'll put up the uh, links to our first podcast, wow. and then I'll also put up the one, uh, with you, me, and my wife, Janine, because uh, I think both of those conversations are, are great. Um, you know, and, and on a personal note, uh, and I, I think I sort of alluded to this or, or mentioned it briefly when we were on the podcast with Janine, but because of your insightful questions, I got to learn something about Janine that I didn't know. And I got to learn something about myself that I didn't know. Oh. And uh, that is, those are no small things. Wow. So I appreciate that. And thank you for that.
1: Pleasure. Pleasure. I just, um, I'd like to know what those questions were.
0: Uh, you uh, you asked us both, like, you know, what did you learn? What did you learn from one another? Okay. You, that That was the big, that was the big question, okay. you know. And those were great questions. You know, what cuz cuz I hadn't literally just never thought of that. You know, this is a woman who's been in my life for almost 24 years, at that time around 23 years, and um I had really never thought of that question, so that was very insightful, very appropriate to the overall conversation and and it it gave me an opportunity to learn something about her and learn something about me.
1: So two and a half years since the first podcast, that's mind-boggling. Like, honestly, I don't know where that time's gone. I know we had a great discussion about, I think it was several different topics. I think we covered a smorgasbord of topics, if if memory serves me correctly. Or maybe we just branched out from one topic and... um, (laughs) <laughs> in loads of different directions but you know I might have to actually listen to that podcast again myself
0: yeah it was uh it was in general we were talking about relationships but it did go to many different places and it was brilliant it's almost two hours long wow. uh, it's the longest uh, uh one-on-one podcast that I had done um so yeah so uh, I I would definitely encourage you you know if you're just uh, you can put it on in the background and and uh, I, I would say that uh, uh, at the risk of uh, once again not being humble that uh, we both did amazing work.
1: Well, I'm impressed that it's got the most hits and it's two hours long. Like everyone's somewhat time poor these days. Well, that's a, that's a broad, uh, many people are somewhat time poor these days. Two hours for a podcast when they're smashing them out in 15 and 20 minutes now, Wow. Super impressive. Good on you. Or good on us.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I feel the same way. Um, all right. So this wraps up uh, another episode. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll put up all the links and all that stuff. that will be in the description. And, uh, you know, hopefully uh, someday soon we'll do another, either one-on-one or on a panel or whatever. Whatever moves me. I never know what I'm going to do in the future. <laughs>
1: wouldn't it be so cool to do one in person
0: hey amen you know i i'm uh, i'm terrified to go to australia because you've got every <laughs> f- poisonous thing man-killing <laughs> thing out there but <laughs> if you if you ever come to the states i'll be happy to host that <laughs> all right karen good stuff we'll see you around the way absolutely All right, folks, we'll talk to you soon. Peace, love, and granola.